Go. Hello, everyone. Welcome to <laughs> what is Covenant Specialized Pastoral Care Christian Counseling Ministry with Carolyn Barnett and my voice is back, Carolyn. It is. I yes. just now noticed it. Yeah. I, I was afraid God would have taken that away from me because I might have, just a little, I might just have little. said something. Like you said, you were quick to say it. What are you talking about today? God, God might have gotten offended by something I said and he was going to mute me. But I'm so happy that he didn't. He didn't shut me up. Nah. Carolyn, how are you? I'm doing well for a Thursday morning. <laughs> it's a little odd, right? We usually do this on Monday mornings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm doing well. Thank you. And you know, coming out of the weekend, I feel like I have a bit more energy than on Thursday. Mm-hmm. But we'll try to make up for it because we're not going to actually go live this coming Monday. That's right. Because we are going to, otherwise you're going to be here, but I'm going to be out of town or out of the office. And we'll not be able to be here to do the podcast. So we're going to do it today. And then I'm going to trust that when I schedule it, I've never done that before, that it will actually yeah. drop. That's the word. You yes. drop your yes. podcast, Carolyn. And I hope that it works because when I tried to schedule a Facebook post, it didn't work. Well, so hopefully it does. Yes. This time we will trust it will. Isaiah 29, verse 15. And of course in this, you know why I like the King James, don't you? Yes. Why? <laughs> Uh, what do you think it is? Uh, oh, I thought you said you know I like it. Um, hmm, probably because you want my real answer. You want the, the scripted answer. Um, hmm, maybe because it's not necessarily what you grew up with, but because you like it because it's the old English. Like yes, I knew. I knew. It's that. a script. You were right. You were always right there. All the world's a stage. Shakespeare. And we are yeah. but actors. <laughs> so in that spirit, woe unto them that seek deep to hide their counsel from the Lord. And their works are in the dark, and they say, who seeth us? And who knoweth us? Now, again, that's Isaiah 29. I'm going to go ahead and read uh, verse 16. That's 15. Here's 16. Surely your th- turning of things upside down shall be esteemed as the potter's clay. For shall the work say of him that made it, he made me not, or shall the thing famed say of him that famed it, he had no understanding. I probably should have rehearsed my lines a bit better. <laughs> Don't you think? It's right. Isaiah 29, 15, and 16. Carol. Okay. Yes. You counsel. Right? Yes. You don't hide your counsel. No. No. And and with that, you kind of exceptionally so don't hide your counsel because you broadcast for all the world to see. We even have conversations preceding a post mm-hmm. the podcast that we worry. Is this too candid, too frank? Or maybe we've left the actual Facebook Live on and somebody actually heard. But, you know, in some ways, everything that we say in the dark is revealed in the light. I I think that's a matter of integrity. Mm -hmm. It is revealed in such the, I don't know, what would that be? (laughs) Audacious or bodacious sort of way that some people, you know, could kind of do that. You know, the most obvious of ways because they're trying to hide it and then somehow they get caught and, mm-hmm. you know, then all of a sudden everybody says, I can't believe that. Mm-hmm. You know, you said that. No, you probably won't hear that. 
You won't if, if we ever get that point, somebody's probably not gonna come along we're and not say that Yes. You know what we found on the way? We found where Dave Clay said this or Carol Labarda said it, they probably won't catch that. Because we're pretty I think we're pretty much a matter of integrity here. But you know, this passage, Isaiah, he's speaking to somebody who <laughs> he's telling them they're in trouble. Because they've hid their counsel from the Lord, and their works are in the dark, and they say, Who seeth us and who knoweth us? Surely your turning of things upside down shall be esteemed as a potter's clay. For shall the work say of him that made it, He made me not? Or shall the thing framed say of him that framed it, He had no understanding? Hmm. Your counsel's never in the dark. Hmm. And you don't turn things upside down, do you? No. <laughs> I try not to. <laughs> uh, Lest, you know we're in a situation where you know God's leading to open up awareness in somebody which sometimes coming from the dark to the light you know there's awareness there's a light bulb that goes off and then not necessarily the eye was shining a flashlight on it but the Holy Spirit lightens areas that maybe perhaps somebody was in the dark on so it um it can be hard or it can be like an aha, you know, I've seen both where people necessarily didn't want to see that, what they saw in the light, but that's okay. That's still okay. <laughs> you are so incredible. The Lord Jesus, you in such amazing ways. Because actually that's kind of the direction I wanted to go with the podcast because I'm going to read from 1 Corinthians chapter 3. I'm going to start with verse 1 and uh, I don't know. I may not go very far. And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto you, or but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. I have fed you with milk and not with meat, for hitherto you were made not able to bear it. Neither yet now are you able. And that's the Apostle Paul. Mm-hmm. Again, I should refresh my lines. And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. I have fed you with milk and not with meat, for hereto ye were not able to bear it, neither yet now are ye able. That's what you're saying, I think. Mm-hmm. Unless you, you, know, yeah. you want to have to want to hear it. I mean, he, he knows where they're at, the Holy Spirit's speaking through him to what they can handle and what they can't and you know that's when I counsel somebody that's not necessarily up to me what they can handle and what they can't and that's the Holy Spirit's job so I I just have to point to where I feel like the Holy Spirit's pointing and then let him do the work and then I'm not responsible for the outcome of that you know how they react to it but I can trust God in it that he knows what he's doing and I think this idea, too, that even in context of the podcast, and I said, you're incredible, you're fantastic. It really is the Holy Spirit that does yeah, that right. in you, but that's evidence of it. That, that's really what it's like in counseling. Yeah. What, what are, and this is why I like to, t- to mm-hmm. put it on live. Right. Right. They can see it. Yeah. This isn't something that's like, this is real as it gets. yeah, we're not scripting it. We're not, and it always amazes me, shouldn't probably at this point, but this is really what it's like when you sit down with somebody, Yeah, God gives you the word. Mm-hmm. He's already given me the word mm-hmm. and we confirm the word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so when people come in, all you're responsible to do is give the word 
that God has given you, right. all they're supposed to do is come in and share the word that God's given them. And guess what? God validates it. He confirms the word. Mm -hmm. Because even as much as I've been reading in Isaiah, and then I went to 1 Corinthians, I'm going to go back to Isaiah. And this time, I think, Isaiah 28, and I'm going to start with 12 and go through 19. You still good? Yeah. You want to say something before I go? No, I'm just trying to focus. To <laughs> whom my scripture in front of me, I have to focus. To, to whom he said, This is the rest wherewith you may cause the weary to rest, and this is the refreshing, yet they would not hear. But the word of the Lord was unto them precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little, that they might go and fall backward and be broken and snared and taken. Now, I always hear that passage, line upon line, precept upon precept, or let me go back up there and get it right. Uh, precept upon precept, line upon line, here a little, there a little. For with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to this people, to whom he said, this is the rest wherewith ye may cause the weary to rest, and this is a refreshing, yet they would not hear. Hmm. Now, I went a little bit further up. This was 10. Mm-hmm. God uses that to break people. God uses that for darkened counsel. God uses that in some sort of a way to bring about some regression, some inability to see. I mean, that doesn't sound right, right? Your, your counsel would not be that way, mm -mm. right? And you do line upon line, precept upon precept. We do a lot of educational stuff. Right. We try to always include, you got this wonderful scripture reference book, mm -hmm. right? That, yeah. that gives you, what do they call it? The, I can't remember the author's name. I, we used it the other day on the podcast. But anyhow, it gives you a quick reference. Yeah. It's got categories, wisdom and money. And so, mm -hmm. you know, we use the word. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that's something that, I mean, that's what we're based on. <laughs> it's the word. And so, you know, it's not... I want to be clear that it's not us, and when you were speaking about the Holy Spirit speaking through us, that I am conscious of the fact that if, if it's me, if Carolyn starts getting involved in it, then things could get squirrely, you know? <laughs> but when we follow the Holy Spirit, you know, line by line, now that doesn't mean that they're necessarily, like you pointed out in that scripture, that they're going to listen or hear it or receive it. <laughs> But we are going to present it and then let the Holy Spirit do with it, you know, what he wants. And what he wants, <laughs> it's just the finger thing. I got the finger going now. I see that. What he wants is to hold people accountable to what they do mm -hmm. with the word. Because mm -hmm. they, they have to be, because they can't say they didn't know. And then God would not be right mm -hmm. or fair. Mm -hmm. It would not be equitable right. if we didn't tell him the word. Mm -hmm. But it's not our word. It's God's word. Right. And you're going to go one way or the other. Mm -hmm. You're either going to line upon line, precept upon precept, line upon line, here a little, there a little. You're either going to go the right way mm -hmm. or you're going to go the wrong way. And correction would be when somebody could come along and give you the word of God, even so, line upon line, precept upon precept, even so, as the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians, mm -hmm. I mentioned, I read earlier, mm -hmm. uh, just, uh, mentioned earlier, said he gave him the milk. Mm -hmm. This is the meat stuff. 
The meat stuff doesn't come until you <laughs> decide you're going to take the milk. Right. But if you reject the milk, you're going to starve. Mm-hmm. And if you starve, you're going to be broken. And if you become broken, it's not on me. Mm-hmm. It's not on you. Right. It's not on God. It's not on Jesus. It's not on His Word. Mm-hmm. It's not on the pastor's attempts or your brothers and sisters in Christ. It may not even be on your family. It's on you. you. <laughs> that sounds harsh. But it has to be that way, right, lest exactly. it not be exactly. equitable. Right. Because it's all a choice. Mm-hmm. Unless you not learn how to make distinction between what makes sense, what is right in Holy Spirit terms, and what is wrong, and then use that as a guide. Mm-hmm. Word, living word, Holy Spirit alive in you, as a guide to make a good choice. Well, that would be the goal. <laughs> But unfortunately, sometimes people take that and then make a choice, and then the first time something happens that they disagree with, then then the blame game comes in. Well, you said, you told me if I, you know, did this, I made this choice, then God would be with me, and, and those type of things. And uh, I'm not saying they're not ready, but you know they. It's still on them. It's still on them to make that choice because it, the world, we live in a broken world. We're in this world, but we're not of it, but we're still in it. We're still around other people that are still trying to figure it out. So I'm going to, go to continue in Isaiah, go back to Isaiah 28, and we'll pick up on uh, verse, I think it's 15 is where I'm at here. Because you've said, we have made a covenant with death, and with hell are we at agreement. When the over-overflowing scourge shall pass through, it shall not come unto us, for we have made lies our refuge, and under falsehood have we hid ourselves. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I lay in Zion for a foundation of stone, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. He that believeth shall not make haste. Judgment also will I lay to the line, and righteousness to the plummet. And the hail shall sweep away the refuge of lies, and the water shall overflow the hiding place. And your covenant with death shall be disannulled, and your agreement with hell shall not stand when the overflowing scourge shall pass through. Then you shall be trodden down by it. For the time that it goeth forth shall take you, for morning by morning shall it pass over, by day and by night, and it shall be a vexation only to understand the report. And that was through verse 19. Hmm. So what do you make of that? Well, I think it's what we've been saying is I think that basically what God is saying here is that people have chosen a lie over the light, the truth, the darkness over the light. And with that, you can begin with a false premise. You can come up with anything and then still logically support it. It just begins with a false premise. But if you don't begin with the truth, if you don't begin with the cornerstone, the foundation, then everything you construct and build, though you build in maybe an elaborate structure, when the scourge comes through, when reality hits, as with a tidal wave, it's not going to support you. Right. It's going to wash away because it's not a good foundation. 
And I think that's really what Isaiah is speaking to. And I speak to a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And we're presenting it within the context of counsel. And that's why I started with that. Tried to start with the right passage. Talked about counsel, dark counsel. Mm -hmm. Because we don't want to start with a bad premise. Right. Right? We don't. We start with Jesus. Mm -hmm. That's That's what Isaiah is saying. You have to start with Jesus. And what is it when you start with Jesus? You start with, I'm wrong. Show me. Help me see it for what it is, because I am, in my humanity, not only prone, I am without that. The Word without that, Jesus, without that foundation that the Word in Jesus provides for me, I'm going to see it in a distorted fashion. I've got five senses and one brain. And sometimes the two parts, the two hemispheres of my brain do not work in concert like they should. And so what expectation might I have to either experience it all like God does or conceive of it all like God does with my five senses and one brain split in half? (laughs) Well, excuse me. um, (laughs) I just lost my train of thought. Um, Your brain split half. Well, yeah, exactly. Um, What I was thinking was how that they may even have a foundation because they may come in and they you know may not be standing on the truth they may not have a solid foundation but sometimes they do and sometimes we have a little bit of an idea but I go back to that man that that father and he says I believe Lord but help my unbelief you know so it could just be weak it could be that you know maybe they've got you know, the concrete poured, but there's no frame, you know, (laughs) they've got some part of a foundation, but we just have to build on that and we have to remain true to the foundation. You know, when our house burnt down and we rebuilt, we had the plans, you know, the contractor had a plan, they have all the measurements, the blueprints and all this. So we would go out and we would look and see what progress have they made today. So we went out and there was the holes dug for the foundation, for the concrete to be poured into the dirt. And there was all these stakes and there was something wrong and we could tell and we were like, what's going on? And it turned out that they had done the foundation wrong and they had to go back and completely redo it. Why? Because our house wouldn't have stood if it had been on that messed up corner and then you know the house probably could have sank or something I don't know what could happen but anyway they had to go back and completely redo it so it's important that we're on when we start with the right foundation but then it's also important that once we get that foundation down that we continue to build on it otherwise it will never grow we'll never have a house but we have to make sure that even our frame matches the foundation I don't know why I'm in a housing kick but the, uh, maybe because I need a house, <laughs> but the frame has to fit the foundation. So, you know, when people come in and, you know, like, well, yeah, I know. I heard that in Sunday school when I was growing up, or my mom told me that, you know, well, they, <laughs> they were telling you right because, you know, this is where we start. And then we continue to build on that. And then your belief will grow stronger and then we'll build on that and, and so on and so forth. Sorry, I just went on a rant. <laughs> no, I think I think it's a great analogy. And, and again, 
I don't know if it's a parable. It could be a bit like a parable. We use metaphors, uh, I think, because that's the whole point. Sometimes you can process that a little bit easier than just the words, even if they are King James, and even if they're spoken by somebody who aspires to be like some actor. <laughs> Old English actor. Wish Are you I'm speaking not. of yourself? Yes, I'm myself, yes. <laughs> but at the same time, I can't say it dramatically Hamlet. enough. I can't say it theatrically enough. It's I Bell can't. Gibson and Hamlet. Yes. Yes. Blah, 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 blah. Anyhow, make a long story short, I can't doctor it enough sometimes in an intellectual way to receive it. Mm. And of course, without the emotion, nothing I don't think is real. You can tell somebody something. They're all, yeah, it's real. But until they feel it, until it passes through those five senses, it really isn't real, you know? It's like, okay, until you live it, you don't really know it. Mm -hmm. Now, maybe some people could heed the warning, stay away from it, especially if it's a bad thing, and not do it and spare themselves all those feelings. But the same thing goes with something good. Mm -hmm. You know, you tell somebody about something good. Oh, it's great, I've been there, you should go there. Oh, I wonder, I bet it is. I wonder what it'd be like to go there, people mm -hmm. think. Well, they really won't know until they get there. Right. Isaiah 29, verse nine. Stay yourselves and wonder. Cry ye out and cry. They are drunken, but not with wine. They stagger, but not with strong drink. For the Lord hath poured out unto you the spirit of deep sleep and hath closed your eyes. The prophets and your rulers, the seers, seers hath he covered. And the vision of all is become unto you as the words of a book that is sealed, which men deliver to one that is learned, saying, Read this, I pray thee. And he saith, I cannot, for it's sealed. And the book is delivered to him that is not learned, saying, Read this, I pray thee. And he saith, I am not learned. Wherefore the Lord saith, For as much as this people draw near me with their mouth and with their lips do honor me, but have removed their heart far from me, and their fear toward me is taught by the precept of men. Therefore, behold, I will proceed to do a marvelous work among this people, even a marvelous work and a wonder, for the wisdom of their wives men shall perish, and the understanding of the prudent men shall be hid. Woe unto them that seek deep to hide their counsel from the Lord, and their works are in the dark, and they say, Who seeth us and who knoweth us? Surely your turning of things upside down shall be esteemed as a potter's clay, for shall the work say of him that made it, he made me not, or shall the thing famed, or excuse me, framed, say of him that framed it, he hath no understanding. We read those two verses at the beginning of the podcast. And what was that verse that said about um, the men taught them fear? Of the Lord. Yeah, well, what, what it was was. That? Reread that, that part. Well, it's just that Please. idea that he was speaking to the people of God and all these prophets, all the learned men, all the wise men mm -hmm. had, in essence, they knew the word, they distorted it. Mm -hmm. Their fear they learned from men, is that what it said? Yeah, they didn't do it from God. They didn't right. fear God, they lost their fear of God, their reverence. Mm -hmm. And so their wisdom was compromised because. Isn't that what the Bible says? Right. <laughs> when you realize who you need to fear, that's when you start to get wise. Mm -hmm. Well, I was thinking about that verse, perfect love casts out all fear, because unless we know Him, we don't know perfect love, then you know our fears are not going to be cast out. We're still going to have fears because we're, not, we're relying on this human wisdom or this human thought versus His thought, His ways being higher than our ways, His thoughts being higher than our thoughts. 
Hmm. It's a sad place, isn't it? Well, it is, but it's so easy to see how we fall into that trap because we're there. Yeah. (laughs) We're in this world and we're all striving to be better than we were yesterday. But, you know, I I don't know about you, but I've heard heard people and they start talking and you think, hmm, well, that, you know, that makes sense. And, And before you know it, you're starting to believe something that, you know, you're like, well, why didn't I think of that? What, you know, and then in a second, then the Holy Spirit checks you and it's like, "Mm, this doesn't exactly line up with the word, but it's, it's crazy how people can just share something that will twist our ideas and our thoughts so quickly because it all sounds good, and it's, you know, what does it tickle our ear? It's what we want to hear. But if you don't, yes, yes, mm-hmm. itching ears, preaching yeah. itching ears. But if you don't start with Jesus and the need for Jesus mm-hmm. and the need for salvation, right? then everything that you believe is going to be screwed up because mm-hmm. you're not going to admit the most important thing, and that is you're messed up. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about that last podcast. There's a difference between being broke and broken, or brokenness and, mm-hmm. and, and being broken. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with, I guess, my brokenness in the sense that I can accept. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I'm broken because I've got Jesus. But if I didn't have Jesus, then that would also be a false precept. Mm-hmm. But that's the whole point. I can line everything out, even all the Word of God makes all the sense in the world. But if I base that on a foundation, like you're talking about the house, upon a human principle or precept or premise, that's the Mm -hmm. word, that somehow I'm it, Mm -hmm. right? somehow I can do it, Mm -hmm. somehow I don't need Jesus, somehow I don't need God, that I can figure it all out. And these are all just really good ideas, Mm -hmm. that I really don't need saving then I'm going to end up where Isaiah has found these people in whom God has sent him to prophesy to with all of these words. And they're going to be, as God tells Isaiah to tell them. And that's, this is their accountability. This is their come right. to Jesus meeting. Right. Yeah. Y- you guys, I'm telling you. You got this wrong. You know you got this wrong, particularly, and that's why the ones that otherwise are the seers and the prophets mm-hmm. are held to the highest level. Right. Because they know they've just drunk the Kool-Aid. Mm-hmm. They just bit off the apple. Mm-hmm. They just thought they could somehow cheat it. Mm-hmm. They thought they were it. above it, beyond yep. it. They could hide themselves away from it. Mm-hmm. Original sin. Yes, but it continues. Mm-hmm. And not only individually with people come see us, but the United States of America is there now. Mm-hmm. That's where we are. I'm not Isaiah. You're not Isaiah. Right. <laughs> and if Isaiah were here, he would not be using old English, right? And I'm not trying to be overly dramatic or theatrical in this presentation. But it is true. Everything that I read you this morning in the podcast today, Everything I read is what's going on in the United States right now. These are our leaders. Mm -hmm. This is what we're up against. Mm -hmm. Even the prophets and the seers are living in darkness. They've made a a pact 
with the devil, a covenant with hell, I think, is how Isaiah, or at least King James translation of how the Hebrew would have been. Yes, I agree. And that's the, it's not really scary, but that's the part that should put us on alert. And I just had somebody, okay, there's a spider on the table. <laughs> um, I just had someone tell me the other day that, well, you know, I try to be a good person. I try to um, be kind to everybody and show love to everybody. And, you know, as sincere as they were, and as much as they meant that, and I know they truly meant it, it's still not enough. It's not, <laughs> it's coming from your own strength. And one day that's going to fail. And, you know, the, wrong, the right person's going to come along and you're not going to be able to deal with it. And that's why we need Jesus. We have to have that foundation built on Him. It has to start with Him. It just has to. Otherwise, you know, there's no hope. We have to have Jesus to have hope, to even make it another day, especially the way the world is today. And unfortunately, I don't really watch the news, but um, I saw a snippet this morning and it just proved to me where we are at, um, you know, as far as our country goes, people where they want to look you look, you find what you're looking for. And uh, our pastor says all the time, you know, the hummingbird finds the sweet nectar. The vulture finds the rotting meat. You find what you're looking for. And so I just walked away from that because I, you know, it kind of made me upset. Well, <laughs> or sickened. I don't know well, which. We have the, the chickens come home to roost. <laughs> You know, or whatever, yeah. you know, it, it is that you get what you otherwise deserve. Mm-hmm. Woe, this is Isaiah 28, verse 1. Woe to the crown of pride to the drunkards of Ephraim, whose glorious beauty is a fading flower, which are on the head of the fat valleys of them that are overcome with wine. Behold, the Lord hath a mighty and strong one, which as a tempest of hail and a destroying storm, as a flood of mighty waters overflowing, shall cast down to earth with the hand. The crown of pride, the drunkards of Ephraim, shall be trodden under feet, and the glorious beauty, which is on the head of the fat valley, shall be a fading flower. And as a hasty fruit before summer, which when he that looketh upon it seeth, while it is yet in his hand, he eateth it up. In that day shall the Lord of hosts be for a crown of glory and for a diadem of beauty under the residue of his people. And for a spirit of judgment to him that sitteth in judgment and for strength to them that turn the battle to the gate. But they also have erred through wine, and through strong drink are out of the way. The priest and the prophet have erred through strong drink. They are swallowed up of wine. They are out of the way through strong drink. They err in vision. They stumble in judgment. For all tables are full of vomit and filthiness, so that there is no place clean. Who shall teach knowledge, and whom shall he make to understand doctrine? Doctrine, Them that are weaned from the milk... And draw from the breast, for precept must be upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line. Here a little, there a little, for with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to his people. I read that passage as well earlier. All we're saying is that whole thing that the Apostle Paul is speaking to the Corinthians about is the same thing that Isaiah actually said first, mm -hmm. was speaking to the people of God. 
Their crown of pride's going to be removed. Well, and the God's going to have it. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be happy in his judgment because we've labored through their idiocy and their ignorance. Mm-hmm. We've labored through their, or labored through their lies mm-hmm. and their deceptions. Mm-hmm. We've endured all the deceit. We've endured their pride, their glory. We've endured the fact that they've stolen, lie, cheat, steal, like the devil. They've stolen all God's glory. We've endured their pride, their arrogance, that we're the humble, you know, we're the peasant. Humble yourself, you're the peasant. Uh, it's all going to be turned. <laughs> it's going to be turned upside down like as a potter's clay. They've done it. I didn't do it to them. Right. And aren't I glad? Because it's not on my head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Their blood is not on my hands. Mm-hmm. They've done it to themselves. But I am so glad that God is going to have His day of judgment. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't want to say that to any of our patients or clients that come see us. Because I don't want to necessarily seem like I'm callous mm-hmm. or inconsiderate. And I do love them. I probably don't sound like it. But some measure of love is there even for the lost that otherwise will lead us all to hell right now. Right. But at the same time, I don't want those individuals to suffer. But if they're not going to listen, all I can say is, God, only you know. Right. They're, and only, you know how blind they need to be, mm-hmm. how far it's going to go before they see the light, before mm-hmm. they repent. Mm-hmm. And hopefully it won't be so far that the scourge, mm-hmm. it won't be so far that the ultimate pronouncement of your being right, God, your righteousness is finally, I guess, metered out. Judgment is finally decreed. Mm-hmm. And we know then who's right and who's wrong. And they will know. I mean, every knee will bow, every tongue will confess. So they may not want to admit it or concede now, but eventually they will. And that's the sad part is because, you know, especially for those that um, that say they don't believe in God, you know, and it's, it's like, well, you know, you can say that <laughs> and you can believe it, but, you know, one day you're going to change your mind and it's not going to be me that did it. You know, you're... I can point you, I can show you, I can, you know, try to convince you, but they have to, it's all on them. They have to make the choice. And that's, that's difficult sometimes because they don't, sometimes they don't want to make the choice. Sometimes they don't think they need to make the choice. You know, there's multiple reasons why people don't want to go there, but. And really that whole line upon line, precept mm-hmm. upon precept, that's really empiricism. Mm-hmm. Uh, empirical. Again, I mentioned the brain earlier in the five right. senses. That's really what empiricism is, mm-hmm. experiential. And I, I mentioned that the only way to really validate it is to go out and test it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't say it quite that way, but this is science. Right. This is really what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Isaiah was the master of science, at least in terms of how he explained it here. I knew he had mastered science. Mm-hmm. Now, he didn't call it science back then. It's called it God. Mm-hmm. Yeah? It's the way God thinks. It's the mind of God. But God is not into fabrications and lies. God is not into deceptions. God is not into putting you down so he can feel better. Right, right. That's not what God's about. Or encouraging other people to put people down so he can feel better. Or to lie to them. Or allow them to live in a lie. Mm-hmm. Or the devil, when they can see it, mm-hmm. allow them to live in a right. state of deception. Right. And I'm not the purveyor, neither are you, neither is there otherwise a singular person. Mm -hmm. 
going to be the purveyor of all righteousness and truth. But you put two or three of us together, the multitude of godly counsel, and with that, the likelihood of darkness, hopefully, if we're not in collusion, if it's not a conspiracy, (laughs) hopefully... There'll be enough light. And if we introduce the word of God on a regular basis, we hold each other accountable. That's what Isaiah is saying. Test it. But in that same sort of way, they don't want to. They've started out with a bad premise. And then all of their findings are supporting their bad premise. And the premise is a lie. Mm -hmm. Not that there isn't some factual Mm -hmm. basis because in carnality and mortality and the material world... A lot of the things that even the devil says is true. That's why he's so cunning. It's so hard sometimes to discern. Because God created this world and the devil knows this world. And he is the power of this world in that sort of way. But at the same time though, you can know the difference. Because in the end, where does the trail lead? If you follow the precept, upon precept, line upon line, you can tell pretty quick. Especially if you call them out with Jesus. And you use the word as it is to testimony or prophecy of Christ, as it is not only the mind of God, but but the mind of Christ as it is with the Holy Spirit. And you make that discernment at that level. You can tell pretty quick. Mm -hmm. These people are hiding. They think they can escape death. They think they can somehow skirt around it. Mm -hmm. And you just want to look at them in, in a loving sort of way. Come on. You can't do that. That won't work. Yeah, and I tell them that. Line upon line, precept. I try to realign them. (laughs) I don't want to hear that sometimes. No, no, I found that to be true, of course. found that to be true in my own family. And it's interesting, when you mentioned light, I was like, "Mm mm-hmm, because it just confirmation to me that um, me and um, my oldest daughter was at a yard sale (laughs) last weekend. And the lady was very kind but she did something kind of odd, and I wasn't expecting it. You know, just, she was just having yard sale. And um, she just came over to me, and she goes, You're a Christian, aren't you? And I said, Yes. And she said, Well, your light shines. And I was like, Okay, thank you. You know, <laughs> I was kind of embarrassed at that point. And um, she said, No, you you can just tell in the, in the spirit. And, and I said, Yes, I, I agree with you. And she was very kind. And I thought, you know, at first I thought it odd, and I thought, no, that's a good thing, <laughs> because not, I mean, I know that's very obvious, and I'm not going there. Of course, we want our light to shine. But, um, you know, people see that, and then they immediately, like this lady, are, you know, drawn to it, or were the Bible police shining the flashlight of judgment on people and then it's the same it's the same lie and it's how they view it it's like you said what and I kind of think it's what foundation they bring with them if I can go that far you know because some people were not say they never heard of God or the devil say they didn't know anything about it and I know people like that believe it or not and what foundation they bring with them and then, you know, say you talk to them about that and you try to pour into it, you know, they can be they can be leery of that and, you know, maybe get defensive, but most of the time it's kind of like, you know, oh, okay, well, that's nice. You know, God loves me. Okay. 
You know, and it's like they don't have a concept of what that means. Well, so. milk is for kids, mm-hmm. babies. Yeah. And we, again, <laughs> we deliver the milk. I'm not a milkman. But we deliver the milk, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And and if we have to, little by little, line upon line, and we deliver the milk. If we have to, we'll go back and go slow. And right. and, and that's not talking down to people. That's right. not what we're saying. Right. Like yeah. It's like you're saying. They can be adults. They can be kids. If they're mm-hmm. kids, then I think there's it's like that millstone. Jesus talks about better to tie a millstone around their neck and throw them in the sea than to mislead one of these small ones. Mm-hmm. To harm what offenses will come. Jesus says, suffer little children coming. Because he knows mm-hmm. you're corrupting them. That's what they're doing in the world today. Mm-hmm. In our culture, United States of America. Yeah. We're corrupting our kids. Yeah. Woe unto them. It will be better for those of Tyre and Sidon than them. Because they're going to. It, it, it's going to happen, Carolyn. I think I'm going to see the day that it happens. I think I'm going to see Lucifer. The devil fall from heaven. I believe that. And I'm going to get excited if I'm that careful. And I'll become even more theatrically. Theatrical. But I believe that. But woe unto those who do that to kids. But even to adults mm-hmm. who unfortunately were ignorant. Nobody bothered to teach them. Nobody was there. No parent was there. Broken homes. Mm-hmm. All of that. Mm-hmm. Don't turn your kids over to the government. Mm-hmm. Don't turn your kids over to Satan. Don't turn your kids over to an organization, a culture mm-hmm. in and of itself. Right. A, culture. a culture in and of itself. The dark state. Mm-hmm. A culture in and of itself that has no heart. Mm-hmm. Has no belief in God. Is all about self-preservation. Is all about pride, arrogance, Money levels, you know, I'm an E3 and H5 or whatever. Darkness. It's darkness. And it's gotten to the top now. The leader of all of the United States now is a product. I don't know that he's the Antichrist in the same way the Bible talks about it. But he's a product of the same system. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All these years he spent doing this thing he's done. All these years he spent doing these things as within the deep state, the system, the politics. Mm-hmm. It, it's not godly. It lacks the fire. It lacks the heart. But those are the ones that are misleading on the kids. But a lot of ignorant people. That's white supremacy. <laughs> it's the Christians. It's those folks that otherwise are have been the rich, the ones that are behind the curtains. They want us to fight in the streets. They want us to go out after each other. They don't want to show who they are. They're the ones that are pulling the strings. Mm -hmm. Guys, wake up. Ladies, wake up. Mm -hmm. If you don't see the evidence of the Holy Spirit, (laughs) and then you're blind. And you can say, well, I don't know how you can see that or say that. Well, maybe you've not only drunk the Kool-Aid, but you fall into the state of darkness. But I don't want to go there. And that's why I'm really hopeful that God's judgment will come sooner than later, that we'll repent like um, Jonah Mm -hmm. and the Ninevites. Go preach a good sermon. Maybe they'll repent. Maybe we'll give another chance, a second chance at doing this. But I think we're almost at that point where it's not going to happen. But if that's the case, then come quickly, Jesus. Right. Because I'm excited about Christ coming Mm -hmm. and establishing experientially, five senses, Mm -hmm. brain-wise, what's true and what's not. We're living in the biggest bubble fantasy world. 
It's not Disney World, Disneyland. It's the United States of America. Mm-hmm. We don't think we can fail. We don't think we're going to fall. We think we can flim flam the world. No, you're setting us up for those people who think that for yeah. ultimate destruction. We're going to survive because we're of right. But, it's, but it's gotten to the point now where I, was, I had to go back and look at it twice. I was like, what? People that aren't even Christians, people that don't even read Isaiah or think about these things are preparing for something. <laughs> Somebody I saw on Facebook um, was giving a link and, and telling how to get these, um, uh, I can't think what it's called, but it's a like a for a fallout, like a nuclear, a nuclear fallout um, mask, an air mask. And they were saying, get them, you know, while you can. And I, I just had to catch myself and I thought, what exactly are you wanting us to get that for? Like, do you think that we're going to be bombed? Or like, I mean, people that, that don't even, you know, get involved in things like that are seeing something's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you don't even follow God and you see something's going to happen, then how much more should we, who have the word <laughs> to spell it out for us, know that something's going to happen? And I just, I, I think about that with my grandson. I think about that with my future grandson that's due any day and you know what what world are they coming into and and then like you said though it's an exciting time on that part of it because they'll get to see things that we've only read about yes and you know what what kind of life will well, they we're have? seeing things that we've only read about and didn't think we would ever see in our lifetime but right. we are here at this right. moment in time because of what yeah. we're doing right now god must have seen fit mm-hmm. to put a remnant yeah. In oh, this yeah. world. And I don't want to sound like, again, I'm better than everybody else. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> but what I do want to say is, I thought the building was pretty down. What I do want to say, though, is, that's the devil. What I do want to say, though, is, is that as much as I'm not putting anybody down, I want to lift them up. And you can get mad at me because you're a white supremacist or you're a Christian or whatever. And I know I'm preaching to the choir. And I know that most of our audience is going to at least understand that being a Christian is not necessarily being a white supremacist. But they're making that association. And I do want to say this too. I think it's apolitical in the sense that it's all about politics. But it has no particular political persuasion. The face of the devil, that's the problem. They're all in cahoots. They're all in cahoots. It's all about money, business, commerce, rich people, and politicians in general. I just speak of the present leader because the present leader is the most obvious, well, maybe the last two, people can make the argument, of the representation of where this thing is going. And and God is setting up his judgment. These two are, are the judgment. And who knows? I mean, in some ways, they're kind of witnesses or testimony to what we're discussing today on the podcast because what was before and then the uh, former administration what is now both of them were wrong one looked like an angel (laughs) the other just looks like the devil but they're just the same because there's not really jesus in the middle of it that gets us back to start the podcast well, and it, oh, I'm sorry. Go no, ahead. go ahead. No, you go ahead. Well, I was just saying it's, it's even beyond uh, politics now. It's um, celebrities and people with money and power. And I saw. I've they're grubbing for it. I've shared it with couple They're trying to find out where they're going to hang out. It's pure evil. Um, there's, I knew she had done it years ago, and I kind of just let it go in the back of my mind because I knew it was coming. 
when you study scripture, and, and I like to study prophecy, that, um, you know, it was, it was coming. So I didn't really, I just kind of stored it away. But um, Celine Dion, who, you know, everybody knows has a wonderful voice, but she also created a clothing line for children. And it is non-gender, it's not gender specific. So it's like unisex clothing. Okay, well, you know, some could argue, you know, fleece or something like Old Navy could, you know, be a boy or girl, whatever. I, I you know, I, I thought, well, that's, that figures, you know, and I kind of sorted away. Well, I saw a pastor show she has now released, and she's been in cahoots with people, you know, bigger people around the world that, that um, you know, can say it a lot better than she can to orchestrate this movement. And if you look it up, um, you should watch it. It's a commercial for her clothing line. Um, I guess it's like a commercial. I don't know. She's revealing it. But it's so evil. I mean, I just looked at that and I thought, oh my gosh. I mean, it was just blatantly evil. I mean, it wasn't even like they were trying to hide it. And that's the scary part is that, you know, before I knew she had created it. But this is, you know... Um, her walking in like a nursery and there's pink blankets on one side and blue blankets on another and and she comes in with a bag that has a big like a red cross cross on it so I guess she's gonna bring aid or bring help and then she blows this black glitter dust over the whole room and then when it all clears all the children are wearing black and white it's just very odd stuff I mean the the outfits have the all-seeing eye. Some of them are covered in skulls. Some of them have little hats with like horns on them. <laughs> I mean, I'm just not really sure what kind of message you're trying to send. And then the one that with words on it says, oh boy, oh don't let me forget Lord. It's, um, uh, mm, it was something like, you know, <laughs> Under, not undercover, but it was something really dark. And I thought, what in the world is this? I mean, you just, you can't deny it, but but people will, will explain that away and they will use, you know. Well, they've lost, there's, there's no conviction that they've become hardened of heart to the point where they're blaspheming the Holy Ghost. Yeah. And, and I mean that in the sense of not only like love, all of it's about love, but they have no sensitivity. They're not listening to the, the voice. They've, they've killed the voice. Right. And this is really what Isaiah is saying. Is don't kill the voice. Mm -hmm. If you kill the voice, whether it's the Word or now for us with Jesus, yeah. post-Isaiah, post-Christ coming, mm -hmm. uh, Jesus' advent, uh, we have the voice inside of us now. It's Word, living Word. We have a living Word. But if you discount the Word or distort the Word, twist it to serve your purpose mm -hmm. rather than God's purpose... Or understand that it was given unto us for service unto God. Then what you're going to do is you're going to end up blaspheming the Holy Ghost. You're going to end up killing that part of you. And you're going to fall into apostasy. And it's hard to resurrect. Jesus did. But it's really difficult to bring somebody back from the dead in that way. The best way to bring them back to the dead is to save them from death. And that's the best way. That's what we try to do. Spare them from having to go through it. But if you got to go through it, go through it. But hopefully God will give you another chance and it doesn't end your life. So, Isaiah 28, 9. Whom shall he teach knowledge and whom shall he make to understand doctrine? 
them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breast. For precept must be upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little, there a little. For with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to this people. To whom he said, this is the rest wherewith you may cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing that, you may, that they would not hear. But the word of the Lord was upon, unto them precept upon precept. And I read that earlier. We're offering a rest. But it's in Jesus. Right. That's the only rest. You know, when the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians 3, when he's talking about milk, <laughs> you won't give up the milk. They don't want to give up the milk. They want right. to be breastfed. They want to be hand-fed. They want to be children their whole life. And, they, they, and, and I can, some of that I can understand so, as with the innocence of a child coming unto God. But that's really not what that's about. They want Celine Dion to create a non-gender and give them everything they want and tell them they're okay and Trevor Project. Oh, you're okay and everything's okay. And I get that, that we should help people who are that disturbed and suicidal. But let's at least start with a good premise. The reason you're that disturbed and suicidal is not because you didn't get enough affirmation. Maybe you got the wrong affirmation. Right. Or if you didn't get affirmation, put it somewhere other than on being transgender. Right. That's not your answer. Right. Even if you're transgender, I mean, I whatever they want to be, they can be. I'm not going to cast stones at them. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, though, love is love. But being transgender is not going to get you attention. It makes you special. It feeds your narcissism. And it's not only, no coincidence, not only gay, but it's gay pride. Uh, wrong. We need to humble ourselves in Jesus. I don't want to be humiliated. I don't want to be humbled by the devil. But if that's the way God's going to make correction, if that's the way God uses the devil to point out to me just how screwed up my thinking is by not including him or making Jesus my foundation, then so be it better that I suffer that in my flesh than in this dimension, than eternity. <laughs> Feeling the same awful flesh feelings, carnality, forever. forever. Yeah. I don't want that. Right. I want to help clients when they come see us. Right. I want to do it kindly, I do it gentle. Yeah. I want to do it with the word, yeah. but I want to point out, you've been drinking the Kool-Aid. Mm -hmm. They've been lying to you all along. Wake up. You've got to. Yeah. No pun intended. Woke, wake up. Yeah. You've got to wake up and see it for what it really is. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a scary thing, and I just... But, you know, there's two edges to that. You know, it's scary, but then I feel like, well, why should I be afraid? You know, if God be for me, who be against me? So, you know, I, I go forth and, and we're, <laughs> we're being attacked today. Is what's happening. The only frightening thing I think about that is, is if you're on the wrong side of that. But then that's okay, too, because that's the way it's supposed to work. Is God gets our attention, much like that alarm. God gets our attention and says, hey, wait a minute. You know, I could not have probably come up with a uh, sound effect any better. <laughs> wait a minute. Something's not right here. Yeah. Carolyn, something's not right here. I did not tell our listeners at any point during this whole time that we've been talking. We got so caught up in our talking. That they were listening to What is Covenants, Specialized Pastoral Care, Christian Counseling Ministry with Carolyn Barnett and Dave Clay. But you know, Carolyn, sad to say, 
it's time to leave. <laughs> so that's the end of it. Would you kindly, though, before we go, remind our listeners, should they want to? Should they? Because now it's full disclosure. It's always been a matter of full disclosure. Right. You still want to come see us. <laughs> then how can they get a hold of us? Or if they just want to communicate, share right. with us. How do we they do that? We would love either of those. You can give us a call at 304-528-9220. You can email us at covenants.llc1 at yahoo.com. You can go online, covenantsonline.org, or find us on the Facebook page under Covenants. And we hope that you do contact us because that would be wonderful to not only get some feedback, but to hear from our listeners who we do appreciate and care about. Well, they don't want to talk to us now. Right. <laughs> All those things. Particularly Celine Dion. You know, well, you know, I, I'm just... It doesn't really matter who it is. You know, it doesn't. It's just all pointing towards what we know is coming, and so what we is? Just need to, to it is. It's not only up. coming. It's here. Uh, go back and read yeah. Isaiah 28, 29, and thirty. I didn't go into thirty, but read at least that passage. It's here. Mm-hmm. It is happening today. Go read it, folks. And again, I wish I were better orator. Is that the word? I wish I were a better thespian. I wish I were better at articulating. I wish I could do that in the way that on my uh, Bible app, the narrator, oh, yeah. oh I wish. <laughs> but I did read it. Yes, you did. And I had to because that's our reference. But it bears witness. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. It should bear witness. You read this. Right. You're seeing it. You want to validate it? It should be valid. If that don't move you, then be careful because you may be on the side of it where your heart's becoming hardened. Yep. You're becoming desensitized. Yeah. Yes, you're not paying attention and God's trying to get your awareness. He's trying to, like that alarm, wake you up yeah. and say, hey, it's time. Mm-hmm. Jesus is coming. It's time. So, with that thought in mind, I want to invite our listeners to our next podcast. Uh, we drop them. Drop the yes. podcast. We drop it weekly. This one should be scheduled for on our Monday, tri- Monday when we typically drop it. Yep. So, hopefully, it'll drop on Monday. Uh, but, join us every Monday. And we do <laughs> a live Facebook. Uh, it's at 7.30, around thereabouts. Mm-hmm. It depends on when we get here. It's supposed to be about 7.30, but it's somewhere between 7.30 and 8 uh, every Monday morning when we record our podcast. Yeah. All right, Carolyn, what do we want our listeners to experience in their life? We want them to be blessed. <laughs> and the joy of the Lord. Have fun. Yes. In the name of Jesus, have fun. Jesus. But also understand your light, your salt. Go tell the world. We'll hopefully uh, catch up with you next week.